Hello, I'm Larry Goldman. Welcome to the Binge 10. This is for the week coming up of May 17th and all the good stuff I watched last week. Um, it wasn't a ton that came out last week. It wasn't a lot of new TV, but there was a few. So let's see what we could find. And we dug a little deep this week as well. So first of all, HBO premiered, I Know This Much is True Last Sunday. That's Mark Ruffalo, otherwise known as the Incredible Hulk. Um, he plays uh, two characters. They're twin brothers, uh, one who is mentally ill. Uh, Juliet Lewis is also in this, playing her standard kind of creepy, weirdo, crazy character, and playing it to perfection, I might add. Uh, premiere was done really, really well. Um, there's no idea where the story is, is actually headed, uh, but the performances are so good. Uh, it's worth watching, so I recommend. I know this much is true. Um, digging a little deep, I watched Fauda on Netflix this week. Uh, it's an Israeli production uh, about the Palestinian conflict around the West Bank and Gaza Strip and other places. Um, even though it's a Israeli, uh, I felt it was pretty even-handed in the telling of the story. I don't think it was too one-sided. Um, I started right off in the third season. I didn't feel like I was missing anything from the first two seasons. It worked out pretty well. This is a decent spy show. It's okay. Some pretty good action. Um, but I don't think you're gonna, you know, going to get really surprised. You don't have to think a whole lot about this. Um, I do think it does a really, really good job of showing just how fruitless, maybe even worthless, this whole conflict is. You know, you remove one threat, two more grow in its place. You save one person, 10 more die. Uh, you really felt the frustration on both sides of the conflict, trying to understand what they're really, truly trying to accomplish here. And definitely, as far as this show goes, they didn't really accomplish absolutely anything, uh, which I think was the point, and which is the real sad part about it. Uh, the show is dubbed in English when they're talking in Hebrew, and it's subtitled when they talk in Arabic. So it's a little different. I do recommend Fad. I thought it was pretty good. It does make you think just a little bit about the conflict and what's going on over there. Um, but this isn't a real, real uh, difficult spy show to really follow along. I, I watched Solar Opposites on Hulu. This is a cartoon from the Rick and Morty guys. Same kind of cartoon uh, strategy type, if you will. It's an adult cartoon. has some decent laughs about aliens stuck on Earth, and, and, and they hate humans. The one-liners are decent. I, I would say this one's just okay. I'm not sure if I'm going to stick this one out. Um, I tried White Lines on Netflix. So this is by Alex Pina. Uh, Pina, maybe. Uh, it's the guy who created the Money Heist, and I'm a big, big fan of Money Heist. So I kind of watched this and stuck it out because I do like Alex Pina so much. Um, it's a story of basically a 20-year-old murder. Uh, the sister of the victim flying over to Ibiza, Spain to try to solve it. Uh, it's, it's basically an English uh, family. Uh, the brother and his friends go to Ibiza uh, to try to start a new life when they're, I don't know, maybe, maybe 18, 19 years old. Uh, he winds up disappearing, though they find out real quick that he was actually murdered. And they don't find out that he was murdered until 20 years later. So it's billed as kind of a whodunit, and it sort of is. Uh, it's probably more of a story about a bunch of old friends and relatives trying to find themselves and trying to find true happiness and all the while uncovering all the dirty little secrets from 20 years ago. Sappy, uh, and it is sappy. It really plays like an adult soap opera. 
that can get a little old. You know, it's one of those where two people are hugging each other because they're best friends in the world and just having a huge argument just two seconds later. Um, I thought it was decently entertaining, though. I definitely wanted to find out how it ended, so I did. It's kind of silly, not as smart as it could be. I'd say this is just okay. It's not nearly as complicated and really detailed as, as Money Heist, but it was okay. Um, I watched the uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt interactive that they just put out. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, I never watched the series, but I was interested in what the interactive version might be like. So I watched it. Similar to Bandersnatch, it, it, it's, you know, if you go down the wrong path, if you, if you pick the wrong uh, choice, uh, you hit a dead end and it takes you back to the fork in the show and you get to pick again, or, or sometimes it just forces you down the right path. Um, so similar stuff, you know, kind of interesting, kind of different, um, you know, than any other show, but it was very much similar as they did with uh, Banderdash. Um, it's pretty funny. There's some good lines. Uh, I, I thought the characters did a, a great time, kind of biding time when the user is supposed to be selecting a choice and they try to bide time until you choose. Um, to, to truly, truly like the show, though, you, you need to like the original series, which is definitely an acquired taste. It's kind of goofy. It's kind of quirky. So Tina Fey is one of the writers on this one. So it has this really goofy aspect to it. Huge cast. Jane Krakowski is awesome. Daniel Radcliffe is decent. John Hamm, who basically steals the whole show. He's so weird. He's so silly. Um, he's the best part. Uh, but in general, I really didn't dig, you know, the Kimmy Schmidt thing. I, I didn't really like it that much. Uh, although it's only an hour or so, it, it felt like it took forever. And we went down a lot of wrong paths, which is fun because you get to see more. Uh, just wasn't enough laughs to keep me in the game on this one. So I, I can't recommend it unless you just haven't seen one of these interactive ones before. Uh, finally, I saw Hightown. Hightown's on Stars. Uh, it doesn't start until actually May 17th, Sunday, but Stars posted it early. Uh, so this is a story of a drug-related murder on Cape Cod in Massachusetts. And a fishing wildlife agent finds the body. Um, the state police are actually leading the investigation of the murder because the woman was a snitch for them. Um, I don't think the point of the story is going to be who killed the woman, because I think we almost kind of know that already. So something else is, is, is going to happen. I thought this show was pretty interesting. I'm recommending it, at least after uh, show number one. Um, but if you only got to watch 10 things, if you only got to watch 10 things next week, what would you watch? So Blacklist ended uh, this week with its season finale. I thought they did a really nice job. Um, apparently they had a shutdown production of the show uh, due to the virus. And so they never finished it. So they actually finished it by uh, making a, a cartoon of, of the unfinished scenes. Uh, so I thought that was really an interesting way to go. So I'm putting down Blacklist as number 10. James Spader, always good, uh, but it's done for the year. Uh, supposedly Agent Keen is no longer on James Spader's side. She's on her mother's, fine enough. Nine, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Catherine O'Hara wasn't that great, but Jimmy Kimmel carries the show. It's still fun to watch. Eight is Run, and they're truly on the run now, now that there's been a murder. Seven, I'm putting in Hightown. Uh, six, Man with a Plan. We meet Andy's side of the family this week, so that was fun. 
Um, I put. I know this much is true. Double Ruffalo, you can watch. Uh, number four, Penny Dreadful show just keeps on getting interesting. That witch or whoever she is is just manipulating all of Los Angeles. Uh, number three, Defending Jacob. Uh, the trial starts for Jacob next week. It's interesting because the sh- the slow is the show is very slow moving, but it doesn't feel that way. You know when it's done, you're like, "Wow, I can't believe it's it's done already." So it's I like this show. Uh, you know we kind of know where it's headed, but uh, you know we're gonna stick it out for sure. Number two is Killing Eve. This episode was a little bit of a boondoggle. We went to we met Villanelle's family in Russia. Some great laughs. Of course, chaos completely ensues. And number one, of course, Bull's Last Dance. Um, it just keeps uh, getting better and better. Uh, you know, best stuff, a uh, uh, bunch of good lines this week, but to see Michael Jordan get a little, little emotional when the, uh, when the interviewer asks, you know, if he's going to be disappointed, that he's not going to be remembered as a, as a nice guy, a great competitor. Yes. Great athlete. Yes. But truly a uh, a nice guy, C- clearly probably not, and he seemed to get a little emotional there. Um, on the outside looking in, Shaq life. Liar season finale happened this week of Liar. It's pretty much ended the way we thought it was going to end. Uh, I don't know if there'll be a season three. I doubt I would tune in again. Uh, last OG keeps on growing on me. I, I That could get elevated next week. Uh, look like they're taking Tiffany Haddish off the show. Uh, I'm throwing in Council of Dads as well here uh, as something on the outside. All right, now what to binge? If you've got time on your hands and you want to binge something, here we go. Number 10, White Lions. We talked about that. Nine, Future Man. Eight, Money Heist. Still pretty new, so I got two Alex Pena shows in there. Still putting in The Most Dangerous Game and Tales from the Loop. I moved up Never Have I Ever. Uh, it, you know, that show makes, makes me laugh. Hollywood, Ryan Murphy show number four, upload number three, and I finished dead to me. So I put that at number two, Christina Applegate, absolutely hysterical show. Got a little more serious towards the end. I thought, you know, season two would be the end of it, but they're clearly setting it up for a season three. I'll watch it. It was pretty good. And I'm keeping Bosch at number one. Other things you might check into, Hunter's too Hot to Handle, of course, Afterlife, Normal People, Into the Night, Reckoning, Thrown in Brockmire, has something to binge. Great show, especially that first season, and trying. Um, upcoming this week, there wasn't a ton. There's a couple I am excited about. So so last week, something called Last Narc was supposed to premiere. It's a documentary about what Narcos is about. I couldn't find it on Friday. Snowpiercer starts on Sunday. Stargirl, another uh, comic book. Thing from the CW. At Home with Amy Sedaris starts in True TV. Ultimate Tag, reality television from Fox. The 100, I think it's the last year of The 100. I watched like the first two or three years. Too young adult for me after that. Uh, so I stopped on it. Uh, Penance on Sundance Now. And here's something I'm really interested in. Is Homecoming's coming back. That was the Julia Roberts show on Amazon Prime from last year. She's off. She's not doing another season. And I'll just be really interested if it has anything to do with the first season, which was um, really helping um, soldiers with uh, post-traumatic stress, uh, you know, post-traumatic syndrome, uh, stress syndrome. 
Uh, and obviously, you know, it's all about pharmaceutical companies and bad pharma and so forth. We'll see if it has anything to do with that again. Um, I saw two new movies this week on Amazon, Hotel Artemis and The Vault. Hotel Artemis is kind of a science fiction show, though not real far in the future. It's with Jodie Foster, Jeff Goldblum, and Dave Bautista. They're in charge of a hospital for bad guys. So if you're doing a crime, you get hurt, and you've paid your membership, she'll treat you. Jodie Foster will treat you. Of course, all hell breaks loose inside the hospital when the patients start fighting each other. Vault is another good one. Vault is a movie about stealing from the mob in the 80s. It's a true story about one of the biggest heists of all time. I think it was 30 million bucks. Of course, it goes bad. Both of these shows are pretty good, but Artemis is a whole lot better. better. Um, kind of a classic binge. I'm going to recommend Bloodline. So I'm going way back. I've been watching a lot of Friday Night Lights, so Kyle Chandler's been on my mind. Bloodline, one of the original Netflix, uh, original series. Um, first two, maybe even three seasons, very, very good. Uh, falls off a little bit off the rails after that. Uh, but still pretty solid all around. Uh, hope everybody is, of course, staying safe. Watch some good TV this week. I'm Larry Goldman. I'll talk to you next week.